You have a little script, Luke? Yeah, well, just, um, I thought I had some questions for him the other day. I was writing stuff down. I was cheating. I think they were jumped. I don't remember. I was writing stuff down for much people. So let's see here. Mr. Mr. Ryan. Where's Ryan at? Yeah, I am. There you are. Right there. So we'll pretty much, we'll go over your background, you know, um, uh, let's see, we'll do background, um, we'll do background info, in photo, um, anything specific, like, that happened to you, like, in your beginning stages, um, I remember you said you were a kicker, uh, are you, yeah, I mean, I am, but I, you don't care about revelant. Okay. Uh, uh, you, know, you don't see a lot of athlete artists, I can tell you. <laughs> athlete artists? Okay. Yeah. You're an athlete. I, I used to be until today when I tried to ski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of athlete? I was a kicker um, in college. Kick, kick football. 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 I was a mm -hmm. champion cricket player. No, you weren't. No. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I sat in a pub in London for four hours. And this was during the world champion whatever happens in cricket. Yeah, the World Cup. London versus, it may have even been India. It may have been Pakistan. I'm not sure what, who, uh, what it was. And I, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. Know. The moment I thought I figured it out, nope, not <laughs> at all. It's actually a really simple game. I can't figure out baseball. Really? Come on. I can't. I tried. That is simpler than cricket. By a hundred. Yeah, because in cricket no. you're running like back and forth, back and forth, for whatever reason. <laughs> baseball, you hit a ball and you just run to a base. And then if somebody else hits a ball, you run to the next base. Your goal is to get home, just like with girls. <laughs> That's a, a so what do they analogy. call, they call a home run in cricket? And, well, what, and, and what does it mean? So there is different runs. See, when the, the two players on each side, right? One is facing the bowler that's throwing the ball. Bowler? Right? He's called a bowler. And the batsman is the guy who's facing the bowler. Now, are they on the same team? No. Okay, good. Different teams. So, I got that part. All right. So, so it's almost like baseball. Right. So okay. there's a pitch, you know, the guy who's going to hit the ball and the other guy who's going to exchange. And when they do one exchange, it's one run. What do you mean exchange? So I hit the ball. You throw the pitch. He hits the ball. Right. So let's see. I'm the batsman. I hit the ball. I start running on the other end. The other guy is running on this end. He has to get here, I have to get there before somebody fields the ball, throws it, and hits the three sticks. If there is a line in front of the three sticks, you have if to you get If you could see our faces now. Oh my God. <laughs> right, completely confused. <laughs> and you don't understand baseball. <laughs> no kidding, right? Jeez, dude. It's super easy. You have to get in the line. You run and you have to get in the line before somebody takes the ball and hits the, they're called wickets, the three sticks. 
I'm sweating listening to you explain this game to me because I find I, I liken myself as somewhat intelligent. And like I said, I sat in the pub for four hours in London. Not a chance. Trying to figure it out. All right, let's do this thing. Let me go close that door real quick. Super easy. Super good. So you were saying you're that can't hear oh. you. Oh, where is my my headphones? I need no, to he unplugged this. If there was an outlet on this wall, which would have been brilliant, cool. But is there one on the front side? No, upstairs. I was looking for uh, the same down thing. there. It's too far. It's too far down the road. All right. All right, we'll do this. I've already been recording now for the past five minutes. Get some of your best uh, stuff on B-roll. On B-roll. Uh, that's my wine, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry. It's cool. I was like, I don't remember putting it there. So no chewing while uh, yeah, no chewing. doing the podcast. Dad, Ryan. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging out at a, at a bar. Hanging out at a bar. All right. So we'll just keep this. We'll try to do our best to keep it fun and fluid. Um, if we mess up or if we just want to pause and like regroup, it's completely fine because we can go back and edit all sure. of this. This is easy stuff. Um, and I'll do my intro stuff to do this at a later date and then just say, hey, we were at this place. Listen, and it will just fade into us. Super simple. <clears throat> like so, cricket. Ryan Joseph. Anything? The first, the third, the junior, senior? Mm-hmm. Ryan Joseph. America's just me. top 10 wedding photographer? Years ago. Years ago. Whatever that means. <laughs> we won't, I won't leave with that. I won't leave with that. World renowned? World renowned. Not even close. Not even close. Okay. All right. So we are here today um, at another Apex podcast. No, I don't want to start that way. That's whack. All right. So today we got Ryan Joseph, and he is here at Apex, an amazing photographer. Um, we'll put a link in the bio so you guys can check him out. Uh, totally awe-inspiring his black and white work it's breathless it's it's speechless i was trying to describe to him earlier on my thoughts on it and it was just impeccable so uh just a side note we are here with about 30 other individuals in a very large house so you might hear in the background crazy distractions and people might walk and go what's going on you know (laughs) plates or drinks or doors opening glasses crashing yeah just you never know what's going to happen um and then I got a shush again. Uh, he's been helping me out. Hey, hey. And uh, he's going to be co-hosting again, asking Ryan a bunch of questions. So we're super excited. Uh, one of the guys, Jared, is over there waving at us. So, <laughs> so uh, Ryan, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, this is honestly truly an honor to have you on here. Um, you're a great guy. We picked you up from the airport. Um, and you did very well. In, uh, or well, uh, actually, yes. the hotel. Yes. At your hotel here in San Francisco. Um, Luxury. Luxury, the Westin. Yes. Facing the Bay, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're a humble guy. I loved uh, getting to know you on the, on the, the road up here uh, in the truck. It was a great experience just learning about you first versus, you know, the typical, hey, what do you do? Photography, business, different things like that. Uh, learning about your daughter, your wife, your family, just life in general. So it's, it, was a, it was a great pleasure starting off that way. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so go into a little bit about who you are, your background, just, you know, obviously you're, you're a photographer, but um, tell us the type of pictures you take, uh, what you like to do, what, what drives your boat, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Well, 
I guess from day one, I don't know. It, it's it's very difficult for me to discern and to um, pinpoint exactly what makes me tick. Um, I'm influenced by thousands of different things across the board from film to music to photography more than anything. And it's always been going back to the originals from the 30s and the 40s. That's always been, and you've heard, and if you've heard me ever speak, I always speak of those guys because those are the ones who set the tone for um, what's happening today. Who and are those guys? Those are the originals who started Magnum Photo, uh, Cartier-Bresson, Robert Kappa, and that genre, that generation of photographers. Okay. My respect for them is profound. Um, and again, within any bio, bio you've ever writ, uh, read of mine, it's going to mention those guys. And I think it's very important to know your past and the past of whatever medium that you're in, industry, whichever, because those are the ones that allowed you to be here today. And so I would be remiss if I didn't speak of those guys who, who still to this day influence me, not only from the creative moments and the beauty of what they did, but from the technical standpoint, how they did it. And the equipment that they had at their hands and the film speeds and the, I mean, it was, it was in, insane. Super technical. Well, not just super technical, but super precise. Okay. There was no spraying and praying, for lack of a better word. That was a one-click moment. And Cartier-Bresson would sit in the same place for hours waiting for the photograph to come to him. And that had, just hearing his story in various documentaries and books, I probably have every one of his books, um, that, that's powerful to me. Um, because he's, in my opinion, the quintessential storyteller. And I didn't need to see 5,000 pictures of what he did to understand the story he was trying to tell. Every photograph was a different story. And that being said, has always influenced the way I've approached, whether it's wedding work or even portrait work. It's not about quantity. It's about the quality of work that you produce and the message that you attempt to convey when when capturing that photograph wow so these guys are shooting eight by ten well Cartier Brisson shot Leica okay okay which was 35, 35 millimeter mil. and it was a fairly new medium at the time right but even the guys before him when they shot four by five they're I mean literally one click at least he had click wind the sh wind the, the shutter and maybe click again okay but still, it's, he set it up, he knew already in his mind, in my opinion, uh, he may be wrong, I, don't, I can't speak for him, he already saw the photograph in his head before he, he created it. And so he put himself in places that would allow him to capture that, that particular image. Mm -hmm. So I'll go ahead, Ashish. Go Sorry, ahead. just real quick, just for context, Ryan, what what type of photography do you do right now? I do fine art wedding and, and portrait photography. And uh, I'm based in Tampa, Florida right now, but we 
we travel a little bit, not as much as we used to. Um, Italy is a big part of our lives. My wife's uh, family are all there. Her her upbringing has been much influenced by that as well. And so we spend as much time there as possible. And from a creative standpoint, you cannot help but go there and be beyond inspired. And especially the, as many times as I've been there, you, you, you sometimes, you know, oh, that gets old to go hang out in St. Peter's Square for three hours. No, it's that that's what is inside of me. And then I'd like to take that kind of work and apply it to the wedding work and the import and the portrait work that I do. And over the years, it's it's hopefully a never ending evolution, but it is an evolution. And and when I do my speaking and my teaching, which is not a whole lot, but I really try to concentrate on that and being who you were created to be as an artist, not what everybody else wants you to be, not what everybody else dictates what you're to be, but what's in your heart, what's in your soul, what makes you and, excuse my friends, gets you off on making beautiful photographs. And we're all influenced, don't get me wrong, I just spoke of that, but art in itself is an influence that you take and make your own. That's what I try to do when I apply um, my beliefs in the work that I do. Um, so Ryan, how how does uh, with you referencing the the inspirations of the '30s and the '40s, how are you applying that now with your wedding photography? What are you in a digital age where you can quickly hit the shutter button, get you know the the spray and pray type of deal? But how are you applying those ideas and principles for those from those idols that you you see into your wedding photography? Well, I, I just think black and white work in general is a timeless way in which to tell the story because if you honestly think about what we're all there to do and mm-hmm. that's that's what we're there to do is to tell a story in my opinion black and white work is that timeless way in which to do so i'm an old school type of guy it's counteractive or counterintuitive to what is going on as far as the trends in wedding photography today sure but it's something that i believe in and and i i i honestly i won't budge on because it would be uh, disingenuous of me to do so. Do I sh- shoot color? Of course I do. That's part of the story. Right. And it's allowed, and it's with technology today, the nice thing about it is that you have those options. However, when I'm photographing, I'm already envisioning this particular photograph that's already going to be in color, even though my digital camera shoots it, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, in black and white, even mm-hmm. though my digital camera is shooting it in color. Sure. It's, it's already a black and white photograph. Just like if I'm shooting a color photograph, I know it's going to be a color photograph. And a lot of people I'm probably shoot that way. Okay. Um, but it's, it's all part of the story. It's, it's not just about taking pretty pictures. I think we talked about that yeah, a little bit. We did. What, I, what can you do to best tell the story with the capabilities that you have? Yeah. And, and how over the years can you grow to be better at that mm-hmm. it almost seemed like when we were chatting in the truck that uh there may have been a frustration 
that you've seen maybe a trend of people just just taking images versus just capturing that story you yeah, know i mean i'm not gonna pee on anybody's parade sure i mean but i i will say it's a, a bit disheartening to see um a a style of photography that's rampant across the board and i i'm afraid and and i not only am i afraid but i almost challenge please show me that you're different this is a creative process this isn't a, a process that and maybe it is for some i don't know for me it's not we all have to differentiate ourselves in some in some way shape or form that's what makes art what we do whether we believe it or not we are artists we are storytellers and just because everybody and their sister is doing it this way doesn't mean you have to do it as well. Just because every blog on the planet shows this type of work doesn't mean you have to because you're not defined by who blogs about you. You're defined in your genuineness of the stories in which you tell. And that's that's really important point, Ryan, because, you know, there is a lot that we see in the industry currently where uh, the photographers, yeah, they want to grow their business, but it becomes more about how many people are liking my picture on Instagram yeah. or, um, you know, how can I get this published in a magazine or, um, you know, how it, it's, it's those kind of things where it really takes away the focus from, you know, what's the number one priority is to is to make great images for your clients and that's exactly what it's about i don't want my client to commission me to be there for any other reason than that they commissioned me for my vision and my ability to tell their story not because they want to have it published not because they want to be on a blog because they see a uniqueness in a way in which I do things that is, is, uh, is important to them. Not everybody's like that, and I understand that, and that's okay. I've been fortunate enough to find that, that clientele that not only likes what I do, but understands why I do it. And I, I kind of think that's important. So does that... Does that mean that, I mean, there's got to be a process where you really and truly educate your clients on, you know, the style of your photography, the value that you bring by capturing these precious, precious moments for them. I mean, if they have to relate to the value proposition that you're putting in front of them, right? Well, they only know what they know. And, and our job as photographers is, is, is to be a voice of, if you don't believe in what you do, how can you expect them to believe in what you do? So let's just take, for instance, my portrait business right now. Last fall, I started a, a push, a campaign, whatever you want to call it, to reestablish, reinvent, reprogram um, our minds to what an heirloom is about. These aren't just digital files. These are, these are heirlooms to print, to touch, to feel, to hold, to smell, to frame, to hang on your wall, to pass down from generation to generation. 
just like that wedding book is. I talk about it in the past that, you know, my parents have a wedding book that is just beautifully and craftfully, craftfully done, and it's just classic. And the, the photographer may not know what he did at the time, but guess what? That's an heirloom. That's, if anything, that's our job, is to create those, those photographs that are going to bring them back to that beautiful time in their lives that they can look back on and just feel the joy that they had at that moment. And I don't believe a digital file does that by itself. Not only from just the, the technical side, who, who's to say in 30, 40, 50 years that that JPEG image will be legible, right? Right. right. Only thing we know for certain that's archival is the finished print or book. And so I just think it's from the up, of the utmost importance that my clients take it to the next level and understand before a first shutter is clicked, this is the way in which we do things. Mm -hmm. And they understand and we're all on the same page. So there's, there's no question about our, our goal together yeah. to create this, this heirloom. Yeah, that's good. Um, so let me ask you this there, Ryan. What, is, what has been the biggest struggle in starting or just running your business over the years? Or what is maybe a biggest struggle for you right now? Well, the struggle is, is conveying that message. Okay. And there, there was a time up until recently, probably in the past year, that I just I wanted to appease and market to everybody. Mm -hmm. That if you don't do this, you're missing out. Yeah. Well, that's not, yeah, you can't go there. Um, there's a very influential person in that as far as uh, things that I've read and heard and bought Simon Sinek you all probably have heard of him before mm -hmm. yeah you want people that believe in what you believe in that's who your clients are and there's a challenge with that in in terms of trying to find them and trying to find avenues in which you can convey your message and with social media today uh, we're, we're getting better at that, trying to, again, pinpoint that particular person or family or bride or who that, whoever that is that understands and is on the same page with you and has that common goal. So that's probably been the biggest challenge, and it's, 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 an, it's an evolution. It's, it's, uh, I think it's prevalent with most businesses, not just photography, but right. you name a business. You're trying to find and target that market that believes in what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah, I know up where we're at, um, doing print isn't very popular. A lot of people aren't doing the print. It's all digital. You know, like we even ourselves, we shoot, we deliver through electronic app on our phone, um, online through a gallery. Um, and we encourage our clients, hey, you know, get some prints done. But um, a struggle for us is just getting them to even look at the pictures that are online. You know, sometimes like they know they're there, but it's almost like, okay, we, we've seen what we, the clients have seen what we posted on our blog or they've seen what we've sent them. Um, and sometimes they just forget that, hey, all these images mm -hmm. are at your fingertips and you can look at them. And so it depends on the client education and stuff like that is obviously sure. a big play into that. But here lately, that's been kind of a frustration for us. It's like, hey, haven't you looked at your images or, or you know, we want to know more about the feedback from what you've seen. Mm -hmm. um, but I like how you're approaching like, hey, get these things printed. This is how we do things. Because I think it kind of forces the client to really pay attention more and get a little selective on like, what are the key 
photos mm-hmm. out of this wedding or this family session of portraiture. Well, going back to Simon Sinek, what's your why? Yeah. Why did you commission me? What is your ultimate purpose to have me photograph, whether it's a portrait session or your wedding? Sure. What is that? And does it line up with what I, my beliefs and what I can give to you? Because in, more than anything, we're servants, okay? And when you, we all have gifts in which to use to serve. And in this day and age of just craziness everywhere, social media, television, politics, I mean, people's brains are going 70,000 miles an hour. Yeah. How do you make them stop for a second, look and see and feel and touch and, and think about, yes, I remember what this was when I saw my parents' book or my grandparents' book or something. Yeah. I don't ever want to forget that. And so I don't have the perfect recipe of how to convey that message. (laughs) I was going to say, if you knew, share it, please. I'm trying, but (laughs) it's a simple thought of they only know what they know. When you have 500 people telling you the exact same thing and only exposing one thing to you, it's hard to break through that, that, um, that mindset and show them, wait a second, this is another possibility. Do you just want these for your social media account or to store on your phone or Mm -hmm. on your computer so you can swipe through them and say, oh, whatever. Right. Or do you want something that you can pass down as a generational heirloom, as something that you can hang on your wall as a daily remembrance of that unbelievable time in your life that's where it all came together. Right. And, you know, cliche, hokey, whatever, (laughs) love was captured. Yeah. Pow. And that's my job. And I I fail as much as anybody else uh, at conveying that message. Yeah. But we're pointing in that that direction. Yeah. I always think of heirloom as uh, when, when people say, hey, get your pictures, like you were saying, the heirloom, you know, leave a legacy so people can look back at it, different things. I'm always thinking of, uh, of the royals, like in England, the, those fancy pictures, you know, the one oil painting the big um, wall that, yeah, that got commissioned and they're standing there for like 50 hours and the artist is drawing them. Like, I, I guess people, for me, I, I think of that, like, I need to get a heirloom like that, but really it could be any picture probably, right? Would you say anything could be a heirloom? When your house is on fire, what are you <laughs> going inside to save? I've heard, you may have heard that a thousand times. That's an heirloom. So what is that? From a photographic standpoint, obviously that's where I come from. That's what I've seen and that's what's special to me. And if it's not in your heart and if you don't believe in it, how do you expect someone else to believe in it? So when my house is on fire, God forbid, you know the first thing I'm going after is the photograph that I shot on a four by five view camera of my daughter when she was six years old. Out of all the photographs in the house? Hands down. That's the one. My wedding book. Yeah, maybe I could create another book. The nice thing about digital technology today is that you have that opportunity. Yeah. But I'm still going in after that. Um, of course, I'm biased towards that. Sure. You know, that's <laughs> what I believe in. So it could be a, a, a jewelry. It could be a, a antique clock. Like, what, whatever that is. All right. An heirloom, what, what is that thing that's important to you? And if you don't have that, what can you create for generations that, that are, you know, on the way after you? Yeah. 
because we're you know, obviously we're here not too long. Yeah, absolutely. And what's your legacy? And I think uh, you know a lot of the it's it's easy to just shoot and give digital files. It's it's simple. You just upload it. You send a link. You're done. Move on. Right. Path I mean, of least resistance. That's what path we do. Of, right. Yeah. I'm Next guilty. wedding. You know, let's do fifty hundred weddings a year. Yeah. You know, all we have to do is provide digital files. And I'm not knocking that. I want to no, make sure that's right, right. I don't think you are. No, you're not. No, 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 absolutely not. And I think there is there is the need for it because the clients are asking for it, right? But at the same time, you're absolutely right with like if they don't know the value of having a print, if they have never been conveyed that value of having a print, then there is, they, they, it's not even in their minds. No, if you don't ask them, how are they gonna know? I, you know what I liken it to quite honestly is that I mentioned before, I don't maybe I didn't in this so far. Uh, my wife's family are, are mostly in Italy. And what's happening in Italy right now is very, um, it, it parallels what I'm speaking on right now. Mm -hmm. What's happening in Italy right now are the younger generation are actually leaving the country. So the artisans of thousands of years, whether it's the ones who press the wine, whether it's the ones who know how to make pasta with their hands, whether it's the ones who know how to take their dog out in the field and, and, uh, and go after these certain products um, that, and, and that these things have the bread making these things that have been passed down from generation to generation that made up the culture of Italy those things are right now disappearing and so that mindset has influenced me influenced me as to try to be a proponent of not allowing that happen to with to what's happening in the portrait world in the wedding world right now. Sure. Does that make sense? That makes absolute yeah. sense, yeah. So you're trying to preserve all of this stuff. It's all about preservation. Everything from what you what has inspired you from the 20s to 30s on on forward. Because you can go right now into a gallery and see their work. Sure. And you're just you're in awe. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm in awe. Yeah. I don't <laughs> expect everybody <laughs> to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to some of these museums and just see work from hundreds of years ago, thousands yeah. possibly years ago. I'm not sure. So, so, Ryan, what's been the most rewarding of doing the business the way you do business? Wow. Most rewarding. You get to travel in cool places. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's telling someone's story. You know, it, it's being... You don't think of it at the exact moment, but when you step back and think of it, right. and again, I, I hate speaking in cliches, and I'm, uh, in turn, I'm a pretty hokey kind of guy, so sorry. <laughs> but when you think about what, for, let's just take a wedding. Sure. There was a time where I was very callous when it comes to shooting weddings. Nobody knew that. I'm exposing that to you right now because it just got to be a, a job. But when I stopped and took myself out of it and, again, came at it from a, a, a place of service, that you get to tell a story for this family for the rest of their lives through your pictures. If you just stop and think of that, 
that's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And so, same thing with a, with a portrait. When we take the time, and it's not just showing up in a park, everybody wearing, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but we all know what I'm going to say. Right. But it's effort. <laughs> you know, my wife says it's all about the effort. When I do something for her, it's all about the effort. And I fail miserably so many times when it comes to that. But it's true. It's all about the effort. When we come together as a, a client and, and myself, and both of us are equal partners in creating this piece, whatever it is, that's, I, I would, if you ask me what the most rewarding thing is, that I would say that that is it. And when you deliver that book and you deliver that frame piece, and you hang it on their wall, and sometimes you get a tear. That's that's pretty cool. That is cool. How is how is your family, your daughter, your wife, uh, been rewarding in business or even just in general? Well, before I'm anything, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Sure. Period. End of discussion. Um, I nor am I. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nor am I defined by the work that I do. I'm defined by who I am as a husband and a father. And, and the great thing about things like where, where we are today, that just reinforces that, right? Yeah. And um, in, in our industry, in, in this world that we're living in, I'm glad to see that that's coming to the forefront once again. Uh, what that means to be a husband and father is different from everyone. Um, but, but I do know my first and foremost priorities are to them. And so there, there's a balance to be a creative and to be a husband and to a father and where that is um, and, and growing your craft and growing your is husbandship a word I don't know <laughs> um, but that's that's who I'm there to provide for first and everything else uh, they allow me to to grow as an artist which then in turn allows me to provide for them um, and and be there for them in ways. Uh, the nice thing about what I do too is I can be there for, I can pick up my little girl at school on most days. I can be there for certain things that maybe a nine to fiver can't do. So, you know, gratitude, we all, can I say bitch and moan? I just did <laughs> about certain. I'm sending you a, com- a fine right there. All right, sorry, <laughs> sorry, FCC. Um, we we find things to complain about. Sure. And I am the top of the list of those people. But again, when you sit back and think about what your purpose is, what is your why? Why are you here? And the things that we are able to do and gifted to do. That's for me. That's what it's about. Nice. Everything else is secondary. Okay. Very good. All right, we'll get one last question in because I know Jeff will be coming down here. And My favorite team, Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> um, all right, so big question, hopefully. Share your dreams for your business, Ooh. and what does the big picture look like for you? Good Lord. I know. It's, it's a grand Well, story. especially for me because one of the reasons why you're continuing your education as a man, your education as, as a, a creative I can only speak for myself, obviously. I, that's my biggest hurdle. Yeah. I don't have an answer for you right now. I don't know what my biggest dream is um, other than to provide for my girls. 
and whatever that looks like. Um, and that's something that is very challenging for me when I sit down and think about it. I, I can't pinpoint exactly. Uh, somebody spoke of um, this men's group that I'm a part of in, in my church. If you were sitting down like I'm across from you right now, sitting face to face with God, and he said, what do you want? I would not have an answer for him other than wisdom. That's the only thing I could come up with in that situation. And I'd hate to have to be sitting in front of him and not having an answer. Mm. But at this point, the only thing I can ever ask for is wisdom that he's going to point me in a direction to do everything I just spoke of earlier, provide and create. I, I don't have any other answers for that. Amen to that. Good. Yeah, that was great. Um, all right, so we'll finish up here. Um, I would love to do another one with you in the future. Who knows what will come out of this. Um, but uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a, a great honor to have you on and to be a part of this and, and to meet you this past week and everything else like that. Beautiful. Thank you. For where, can, uh, where can Yeah, so let us know uh, where we can find you online. Um, for instance, my website or my Instagram account. Well, I know you just Facebook got social page. media, right? No, <laughs> I've had social media. It's just I've been um, a, a little challenged on how exactly that I use it yeah. and, and what my why is behind it. Okay. So, so give my, us your web address and then if you want to share social. rjphoto.com. My Instagram account is Ryan Joseph Photographs, and uh, you can find me there. Awesome. And we'll put the links and everything in the description for it and get some people to you. Very cool. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. All right.